It's the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XSpy, can your internet do that? All right, it's week four, big week, J.J. Watt week. We've got the Ring of Honor ceremony at halftime. The Houston Texans are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, so there's another Watt on the other side of the ball. His name is T.J. Watt, and we've got Legends Homecoming presented by Ford, so close to 90 Texans legends, including Andre Johnson, are going to be on hand to see D'Amico Ryans hopefully get his first Win at home. D'Amico got his first win as a head coach last week at Jacksonville. And a big part of that was due to the offense clicking. C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell, who is going to be my guest on the podcast this week. I actually had him in studio. We've redecorated. It's a nice little living room set. So you'll hear us talking a little bit about that. And he'll sign the wall. So I know it's not the most visually or radio-friendly, podcast-friendly interview because you have to sort of picture it. But if you want to see what it looks like, you can also go to YouTube because we got the video version up as well. But I'm telling you, the stuff that he told me about CJ Stroud and their friendship, you're not going to want to miss it. They've got some big plans on the bye week and we get to know Tank Dell a little bit better off the field as well. So that's coming up in the podcast. Also, hey, I mentioned TJ Watt, him and the Steelers, they are two and one. They've had two straight wins. They've had two short weeks that has not seemed to affect them. They had another short week this week because their plane was diverted on the way back from Las Vegas to Kansas City. They didn't get back till uh, Monday morning. So I catch up with my good friend, Missy Matthews. She's a Steelers team reporter. We find out what went down on that plane ride. How have the Steelers made up for that? Uh, did it even affect them this week? What is TJ Watt saying about his brother, JJ Watt? And what can we expect on Sunday from Kenny Pickett and George Pickens? It's all coming up on the podcast. It's fully, fully loaded. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston so you can do more of what you love. Stream the game on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network and keep your home team happy with a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right. Let's get it started with Tank Dell. He caught 145 receiving yards. It was not only his career high, it was the most in a single game by a rookie in Texans franchise history. It even surpassed Andre Johnson. Tank Dell, he wears a flash necklace because he's so fast. We had a chance to catch up with him on the podcast, and here he is. It's a Deep Slant 101 presented by Xfinity and joining me this week, Tank Dell, breaking in our brand new set. So first of all, thank you so much for yes, joining us. Thank you. Our little living room set. All right. So Nathaniel Tank Dell. No, not I Nathaniel. felt like I not should make it formal. No, no, Nathaniel. Mm-mm. Anyone ever call you Nathaniel? <laughs> no. Nobody does? <laughs> not nah. even like your grandmother, parents? No, no. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So he's like, you're officially Tank Dell, like on all your legal stuff. You had a lot of family, speaking of family, in Jacksonville yeah, at the game. So that was exciting. I love that you said your little brother wanted to uh, talk to CJ and Will after the game. Yeah, that's all he wanted <laughs> to do. Yeah, like I was not even there. Who all did you have at the game in Jacksonville? Um, I know my mom, my little brother, of course, my pops, my sister, my niece, my sister, baby, my brother, my other brother, my sister, my sister boyfriend, and then like all my uncles. Oh, wow. So how many people would you say? It was probably like 20 plus for sure. Wow. Are you going to have family at the home game? Probably on my, um, the week before my birthday or two weeks before my birthday. 
they gonna um, try to make one. She was my mom was talking to me about making this next one that's coming up. The Steelers game. Yeah, but okay. I don't think she can make it because of her job it, and stuff. So. so they all live in Florida. Yeah. And you don't have any family in Houston. Nah. Like you're, I feel like you're so Houstonian. That's wild yeah. to me that you don't <laughs> Everybody, have. Everybody, I don't know why people think I'm from here. Well, because you are very pro Houston. Yeah, you you were like very proud of the city and being from here. So I guess everyone just thinks you're from here. Yeah. We know you're from Florida. I actually, speaking of Houston, saw you at the Beyonce concert. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> Um, you look stu- it was you and CJ you guys had just come yeah, back he's like ain't no way <laughs> ain't no way <laughs> but nah the um, concert was good me and CJ only stayed like 20 minutes though we it was tired. long and you guys are probably tired yeah. right we and then she took like 30 years to come out so we was like she was a little late yes yeah. okay so you're not a like an official <laughs> like fan of Beehive I love, I love her music but the concert's not really my thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you stayed for about 20 minutes and then you dipped. I had to go. You and CJ, you guys also went back for the first Cougars game, right, this season? Oh, yeah, we did. First football game. Okay, was that that was probably, I assume, the first time he'd Ever gone came, to. Yeah, um, he kind of dissing on us. Like, oh, oh, he was? Nah, okay. he wasn't dissing. He, he, <laughs> he loved it, though, but he was like, he going to take me to the um, Ohio State game during our bye week. Okay. I think they play, I don't know who they play. But he said he was going to take me there, and I was going to see the atmosphere and stuff like that. He was like, "You, I'm going to show you a real atmosphere. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's going to show you an Ohio State game. Yeah, so I'm waiting on it. You guys are so close. It seems like you guys do a lot of stuff off the field together. Is, I mean, is that just from being two rookies um, together or just because of the positions? Like, what's what's your relationship like off the I field? I just feel like we just connect well with each other. Um, he understand me as, like, outside of football, like, just as a human being and as a person. And then I understand him, like, man, he we be having some deep conversations and things like that. And then on the field, you know, like, we connect, like, um, feel like we, like, the best of friends when we on the field. So we're just like that, man. We just connect well with each other. What, are you guys very similar in your personalities, or are you different? Yeah, we similar. He, he, like he in joke, what way? He joke all day. He and does. I, and I joke back. So. You, I can see. I feel like you're very, like, out there. He's more of a yeah. quarterback. We see the more serious side of him sometimes. Y'all, yeah, when we in the building. But when we outside the building, man, that man is a comedian. <laughs> like, <laughs> even can... in the locker room. Like, people don't see the locker room, CJ. For, he's a man of God, for sure. Like, faith and all that. But, I can see that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. And But he has his moments when he's going to, like, crack all day. <laughs> but it's fun, though. The, one of the first stories we heard about you, obviously, when you got drafted, was that you you DM the Texans, what, last December, and then the Texans drafted CJ, day one, but that CJ was really lobbying for the Texans to draft. you. Like, all of Houston wanted you here, I felt like. Mm-hmm. So how was that possible for that him wanting to have you here? Did you know him that well before you guys were on this team together? I knew, yeah, I, I didn't know him, like, personally, but I knew, like, from me watching football and oh, okay. sports and stuff like that. Like, I knew he was a, a great quarterback at Ohio State. And then we did actually meet at the Combine. So when we met at the Combine, we chopped it up for a little minute. and You did? Yeah, we met at the Combine, and we was just like, he was just he came up, and we were just talking about ball and stuff like that. And he was just like, I love your game. I told him the same thing, and then kept talking about other stuff. And then, you know, we're here now, so. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he's very approachable, considering he played at such nah, a high level. He is. Yeah. Yeah, he you was, would agree I, with I that. I saw that when I first um, spoke with him. Like, he's very genuine. You know, like, we sat there for like a good five, ten minutes talking, just chopping it up about stuff. And then, you know, God blessed us to be with each other. Yeah, obviously, he wanted you here. And you guys have done some really great things in your yes, first man. games together. So, first 100 yard, 100 yard receiving game, touchdowns, and back to back games. Uh, are you surprised by the start that you've had? <clears throat> nah, never. I put the work in. You know, I'm very confident in myself. You know, playing this sport, you got to have confidence. So 
every time I step on the field, I want to be, you know, I want to be one of the best. You know, I'm going to give it everything I got for sure for my team, myself, and not just my confidence through the roof, man. So I feel like I done been through it all. So just go out there with putting my best foot forward and, you know, whatever happens, happens. But I, I felt I felt the game coming. You know, I didn't know it was going to come early like this. You oh, know? you felt like a big game was coming for you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, just I feel like, you know, once you put that hard work in throughout the year, throughout the season, um, before the season, doing the um, training and all that, once you put the work in, you know, you God just it's blessings coming, you know. So I knew it was going to come. I just didn't know this early, but thank God. <laughs> I mean, you seem to always get open. You seem to always make those big plays. What do you think separates your game from, like, other receivers out there? Um, what makes you so different? Man, I don't know. There's a lot of great receivers. Um, but I do know, like, within myself, I know how to get open. Just the nag of getting open, being a separator, route runner, because, you know, I don't have I'm – I'm not the biggest guy, so I get open in other ways. Like, I got the speed. You know, I know how to stop on a dime and um, get in and out my cut. So I rely on that for sure. But just catching the ball, like, staying out to practice – Catching the ball, running routes, just keep, even if the route, if I know I can run this route in my sleep, I'm just going to keep drilling it. So once the game day come, you know, it just be like just me out there having fun. So that's how I do it. Your your journey is one that's so interesting because you started off at Juco, junior community college, and then you you, were, you started at a few different places before yeah, you actually made it at, Houston. Um, I started at an HBCU level. So I started okay. at Alabama A&M. Then I went JUCO after, like, my I stayed there through the summer workouts in the first semester, and then after that I went to JUCO. Okay. So the spring semester, that's when I went. Why was that the route that you had to take out of high school? Were you not able to go to another school? Did you want to start at an HBCU, and, and why were you? Why did you change? I, I wanted to start at the biggest level. You did? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't have the opportunities. You know, um, coming out of high school, I had one offer from um, FIU. That story, everybody knows that story. Um, took my offer, stuff like that. My best friend, his dad was a running back coach at Alabama and them. He blessed me with the opportunity to get the offer scholarship from them. Went there and then I just bettered on myself after that. So Okay. So at what point like I, I would think that if you go through all that you think, this is really tough. Like I didn't get a lot of offers. I gotta go through all these different avenues to make it. Did did you ever feel like maybe the NFL thing isn't gonna happen or did you always feel like that was gonna be in the cards for you? I was out I, I You always knew. Yeah, I was gonna get here. You did. One way or another, I felt like I was going to get there, you know. It was times where I did doubt myself, like, because it was a lot of stuff. I ain't going to lie, going to JUCO, then not having really too many offers coming out of JUCO and stuff like that. But once I did get the opportunity to go to Houston, I knew, like, all I had to do was just work hard. You know, work hard and put it out on displayment um, on Saturdays, and I would have the opportunity, you know. So that was my mindset once I did get there. But in JUCO, it was a, it was a little rough road, but... I feel like the guys that go to JUCO and then make it to the collegiate level, they are so they're di- they're just different. I think it's just different because you had you had to work so hard to even get to that college level that might have come a lot easier for some other guys. Uh, definitely. All right, so you you wear a necklace that says Flash. That's your nickname, <laughs> Flash. I feel like you you are flashy, but yet you work really hard, and obviously you've had to work really hard to get to this point. Uh, what do you like off the field? I've seen your Instagram. I think everybody's seen your Instagram. You like the fashion. You like the drip. What's What's your whole vibe like outside of Man, sports? Man, I I'm being completely honest, like especially during season, mm-hmm. I don't do nothing. I probably go home and play um, Call of Duty all day. Call of Duty? Yeah, okay. Not sure. like. <laughs> I get home. Are you I playing get, with teammates or are you just like. I'm playing with some of my friends back home. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I go home. That's how I like connect, like stay in touch with my boys back home. Um, okay. 
just get on the game after, you know, it's season. So, of course, filming all that. But, yeah, you know, on my free time, when I want some downtime, I get on the game and I just sit there all day and play the game. Okay. And then? Um, other than that, you know, just food spots down here in Houston. Taste Bar, I go to Taste Bar a lot. That's a good food spot. But okay. I hang with some of my boys down here, you know, just chilling, stuff like that. But nothing crazy. What about, like, when it's not the season? What are you into? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. No, nah, not this season. <laughs> not this not season. in season. You don't have to worry about football. You don't have to worry about Training anything else. Like, yeah, like when I want to have. Fun yeah, like what are you? What What are you into? You have hobbies? Like, is football just it? Football. I play football? basketball a little bit. Okay, you play basketball. Yeah, All right. But I just know how to shoot. Okay. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> not surprised. I'm not um, surprised. Yes. But you know, we play the sport. You can't really do too much because you don't want to like. You don't want to. Yeah. You're You're serious about it. Yeah. 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 I don't blame you. I don't um, really do too much. Do though. you have a dog? I do. Okay, what's your dog's name? Ghost. Ghost. Okay, yeah. what kind of dog? It came Crystal. Okay. Big dog. How old? He's one. He just turned one. He messing my crib up. <laughs> He's <laughs> a puppy. To, I'm about to send him back to Florida. <laughs> oh, so you brought him from Florida to yeah, Houston? So I had him when I was at UH. Okay. But but the, like, you, would, you thought a puppy would be a good idea when you're like finishing college and going into the NFL? You thought that'd be a good idea? <laughs> yeah. Because you had gonna, so much free time. I was going to give him to my mom. Anyway, oh, okay. And let her raise him until he got old enough. And then take and him then on. Take that him. sounds like a plan. Yeah, but. No. It's like, I, t- I sent him to like two different trainer places. None of them work. Why? What is he? <laughs> I don't know. He, does he chew your stuff? What, yeah. why, is he, why is he so bad? Why is, Man, I feel like look, Ghost is probably super cute. Nah. He's definitely cute, but. Man, he going to the trash. I don't know how he get into my trash. Like, he going to my trash. Oh, gosh. Um, I got some furniture, like, for my new place. Okay. First day. No. First day. He chewed up your furniture? First day. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm going to get rid of him. But, nah, I love him, though. Okay. So, Ghost is going to stay with you for a little while still. Yeah, That's good to he hear. got probably one more mistake, then I'm going to get <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you got eight strikes. If you're on the ninth one, then you're out of here. got to go. All right. So, what about for you for... This upcoming game, it's J.J. Watt game. I know you were here for a little bit of J.J. Watt, the end of his career in Houston. Like, how, like, what did, do you remember what it was like when he was here? Or what, you know, what is it like to get to see his name go up in the Ring of Honor? Um, that's a blessing for him for sure. Um, I know he's a legend out here for sure, definitely a legend. But just uh, just knowing like when he did play, I know he had the stadium rocking. Like even now, you still see like '99 jerseys, like everybody everywhere. Got, yeah, yeah, everybody's still rocking the um, J.J. Watt jerseys, man. So. He on a level, he on a different level out here, man. And that's a blessing for him for sure. Awesome. We cannot wait to see you, Tank. I feel like you got you felt like you had a big game coming. I'm sure there's plenty more coming. But yeah. before you go, would you mind, since it's our brand new set, would you mind signing our wall and you. autographing it? Anywhere behind you is good. Uh, so we can say that Tank was our very got, first guest. I don't got the best um <laughs> Well no, it's you. <laughs> I don't got the best signatures. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tank. Have a great rest of your season. Yes, Thank you. And like I said, if you want to see what the studio looks like and Tank Dell signing it, just uh, go to our YouTube channel and you can watch it there also. It's up on HoustonTexans.com. All right, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the Steelers team that's coming in with TJ Watt and uh, second-year quarterback, second-year wide receiver that have really been clicking. Hopefully this is what is uh, to come for CJ Stroud and Tank Dell. So the Steelers team, even though they're in a really tough AFC North division, they're sitting on top of it. They are tied with the Browns. They're tied with the Ravens and the only team that's a game behind them is the Bengals sitting at one and two so what can they expect in Sunday's game what can we expect from the Steelers squad we get into it right here when we go behind enemy sidelines with Missy Matthews we're going behind enemy sidelines I'm catching up with Missy Matthews she's the team reporter for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Missy it's been 
it's been a crazy week for both of these teams. So let's start with the Steelers because I know that you had an unexpected short week. We're reading all about it. The Steelers plane getting diverted from Las Vegas. What, what was the situation there? Yeah, as if, you know, coming off a Sunday night game on the West Coast, traveling back to Pittsburgh, you know, that's that's rough. You usually get home around rush hour. Um, but yes, we did make an emergency landing in Kansas City, spent quite a few hours there, eventually got a new plane. We were able to get back to Pittsburgh. So the Steelers were on a short week last week because they played the Browns on Monday night football. So it was kind of like rinse and repeat. Hey, we're going to do the exact same thing. The only good thing I guess you could say is that because the game was on Sunday, the coaches had their film, all the things they needed on iPads on the plane. So that process got to start a little early. Okay. So no real big adjustments for the week as far as practice or routine or anything like that coming back late. Nope. Nope. They uh, just practiced a little bit later on Wednesday, which is exactly what they did last week, but same thing for everybody. So kind of is what it is. Nothing you can do. I'm glad everyone's safe. And here we are. Yeah. Glad to hear that everything was fine and you guys made it back safely. It's a big week for TJ Watt and JJ Watt. And I feel like the last time these two teams played here, uh, both of these players were still in the league. JJ was injured, but even though JJ is not playing in this game, it seems like it's an overarching storyline here in Houston, just because his name is getting lifted into the rafters at halftime. You know, what is sort of the questioning been for TJ Watt? I know he's had to address it as well, but you know, what are his thoughts on going into this game where his brother's not on the field, but he's just a big part of this game? Yeah. I mean, I remember that game too, which was crazy. That was TJ's rookie year. Um, right. It was on Christmas Day. And as you said, JJ was injured, but I vividly remember them throwing the football on the sideline, you know, just during pregame, uh, just with their family, which was really cool. But of course, you know, TJ's family first for everything. So knowing TJ and what I've heard him say to Houston media, look, I'm excited. TJ's grown up going to games there to watch his brother, but he is so focused on this game and trying to stack wins. I'm sure after the game, they can, you know, rejoice. Hopefully they get together Saturday night too with all their family as well. But TJ is definitely one of those guys that is always like laser focused. And because it's probably happening at halftime, I doubt he will catch a minute of it. (laughs) He is definitely laser focused. JJ even tweeted about TJ's historic start, uh, six sacks in just the first three games. So what have you seen from TJ that's made him particularly effective at getting to the quarterback this season? I mean, TJ is very healthy. You know, last year it started great with the win in um, Cincinnati, but that's the game TJ got hurt. Didn't have him for a number of weeks. And the record with the Steelers without TJ is very significant. He's one of those guys that can flip a game. Even in their week one loss to the San Francisco 49ers, TJ Watt tried everything in his power to try to pull that game back in the Steelers' favor. And he's just one of those guys that can take over games. You don't hear opposing offensive coordinators or quarterbacks talk about the Steelers defense without mentioning number 90. And I think he has just gotten to the point of his career where he's perfected film study. He's perfected how he takes care of his body, uh, how he communicates with teammates. And you're seeing, you know, the fruition of that out on the field. All right. The Steelers, they've won two in a row and everyone's saying that Kenny Pickett is starting to look more and more like himself. So I know there's been a lot of expectations of the second year quarterback, but what do you think it is about how he's played in these last two games that have sort of gotten him back on track? And and where do you think he's improved the most here in year two? 
Well, I think the leadership, which is something I feel like you have to do when you're the quarterback, but he really spent the offseason um, organizing things for skilled players to get together, even outside of OTAs and minicamp and just doing those extra little things. He's very cool, calm, and collect, but the players you know, on offense will tell you he's very direct when he wants you to run a certain route or different things like that. So I think that communication has just grown, that leadership. He was voted a team captain this year. But I think, you know, the Raiders game is where we kind of saw the the glimpse of what we saw in training camp in the preseason, more so than the win over the Browns. I mean, you scored two defensive touchdowns. That's kind of how that game was won. But I think once they maybe hopefully get the run game going a little bit more and maybe just the consistency between quarterback and wide receiver, hopefully they can start doing all the things that we thought and hope they would do week one. I know he's had a lot of praise for George Pickens, second-year wide receiver. We've seen his highlights on social media. So what makes Pickens such a unique threat for every other team that the Steelers have to face? I mean, he just has amazing body control. I mean, even if you go back to the Raiders game, Kenny was kind of scrambling towards the sideline and Pickens realized and he like threw his body backwards to try to help block somebody, you know, and that's just, that's not even with the ball in his hands. But he has really good start and stop. He's fast and he's very physical. He is a guy who has no problem, you know, kind of getting rid of a DB to go. And they just think they're from the same rookie class. So I think they have this natural connection as well. All right. So the Steelers now at two and one, they're tied with the Ravens and the Browns. And weirdly enough, the Bengals are sitting at the bottom of that division at one and two. So what are the expectations of Mike Tomlin and the Steelers team and what everyone is expecting to be a really tough AFC North? I think, you know, AFC North football already started week two with the Browns coming to Akershire Stadium. The Ravens come next week. And it's just one of those divisions where, yeah, maybe the records aren't as glamorous as some of the other ones. It's just always physical. Players always hurt the next day. You just know each other so well. And I feel like each of the teams in the AFC North have built their rosters to go against the other teams, if that makes sense. Because it's always a bloodbath. It's always crazy um, going down to the finish line of who's going to win the division. It's usually not something where a team just runs away with it. And, you know, the league knows what they're doing. That's why division games are always very popular at the end of the season. All right. Great stuff. Missy Matthews, team reporter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Missy, looking forward to seeing you here on Sunday. All right. Can't wait to see you. Steelers at Texans Sunday at noon. You can catch it on CBS. You can catch it on Sports Radio 610. And you can catch all the highlights from J.J. Watt's Ring of Honor ceremony. If you're not at the game, check out HoustonTexans.com for all that coverage. We're going to have so much content. And, hey, J.J. Watt's going to be doing some pregame stuff. Uh, He'll be doing some stuff at halftime, obviously. And he'll be mic'd up for the entire experience. So you're definitely going to want to check out HoustonTexans.com after the game. But that's going to do it for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.